Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Greetings Grapple fans, welcome to the uh, Pro Wrestling Index here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. I am your host Danny Wales, joined as ever by my uh, audio tag team partner, the one more chatterer and more. We are not alone tonight, are we not? No, it is quite the veritable threesome. Um, We are joined by the world famous, the one and only Matthew of Botchamania. Welcome to the show, Matthew. Yari, can you bet? It's no, I'm very flattered. Like, <laughs> I'm very flattered to be here. Very honoured to be speaking to Mo Chatra, um, someone whose name has just been around the UK scene. Uh, so the fact that he wants to talk to me on Skype about the current events in wrestling is like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. It's like having God deliver you a pizza. And I'm also happy to talk to Andy Wales and his assistant Guy Drinkle as well. Hello. Excellent. Thank you for joining us. That's how, how nice of you to mention Guy as well. Yeah, we, we have to say thanks to Guy because Guy is the, uh, the the guy behind the mic who you don't hear often. Uh, he's he's the one who's always doing the editing and the recording for us. So he's like uh, the, the forgotten superstar of the show. Uh, guy yeah, sat there in nice. the gorilla position. So uh, there you go. Uh, let's start things off, though. Um, a brief look back at uh, this past week's TV and... You know what? What a difference a week makes. Uh, Mo, um, Raw, SmackDown, anything that really caught your eye? I, I, I've got to say, I was quite impressed by the Kevin Owens promo. Well, yeah, I mean, it was one of the all-time great Raw um, angles last week um, between he and Jericho, and uh, no, that was the exact type of promo that he needed to kind of get back into that kind of no-nonsense Kevin Owens um, kind of character. And, um, you know, he pulled it off to a plum and, um, you know, it was great to see. And, um, you know, it really makes their match for WrestleMania, certainly at this stage, um, arguably the most um, anticipated one in terms of the storyline. It's got some great build and I'm sure that in the coming weeks, especially after Fastlane when Jericho returns, um, it will really heat up beautifully. So uh, very, very pleased to see that. Um, and then in contrast, uh, we, we had... Quite an interesting main event, didn't we? Big show against Strowman, and um, yeah, Steamboat versus Savage. It wasn't, was it? It was um, more it was, more sort of tugboat than Steamboat, really, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. It was like um, the natural disasters uh, breaking apart at the seams, earthquake versus typhoon. Um, June wrestling. Classic match that never happened. But, um, <laughs> well, at least I don't think it did. But, uh, yeah, it, it was um, it was not the technical kind of uh, wizardry that, you know, we, we see from some of the other talent on the show. But, uh, you know, if, if you like your big men, then, um, yeah, it, it was something to really get excited about. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, um, up there in Botchamania headquarters, you must have been salivating <laughs> at the prospect of um, Strowman against Big Show here. Uh, if you said that match... This time last year, I. However, Braun Strowman has been great on Raw. I've really enjoyed him coming out and destroying people. Um, he's credible. He looks odd. He's got a weird name. Big Show has been taking selfies of himself at the gym. Of course, it's immediately after he's just done a workout, so it looks stunning. So you see him on Raw, and you go, hang on. That's not the product I just bought at the store. Yet he still looks very amazing for a man who was a big fat show a while ago. So I think this match was great to watch because the crowd was so into it. They treated it like it was, you know, all the stuff they were saying on commentary, you know, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, uh, Bino versus Dandy, you know, and all that stuff. And yeah, I really liked it. Um, yeah, I'll be the first person to go, all right, that was a botch. Uh, but I'm also the first guy maybe second guy to gun. That was mint. And I enjoyed that. Uh, the fact that they were just seizing each other up and going, right, I'll have ye. And the crowd like, yeah, come on, come on. You know, it was like, that really made it. The fact that the crowd were white hot for what was basically the 2017 version of the colossal jostle, uh, of Yoko and earthquake. Um, and whatever, Viscera, no, not Viscera, Yoko was horrible. Uh, also like Kevin Owens, uh, soliloquy it was good. It was like watching the tempest. Uh, and as Mr. Mo said, it was, yeah, Kevin Owens has been very entertaining, uh, as the, you know, Jericho's foil, but okay, time for serious mode, you know, screw all that friendship stuff. Kevin Owens, big bad guy. And now the crowd really do want to boo Kevin Owens now. So that's fantastic. Cause he's a very nice guy. Uh, also enjoyed highlight of this was the Cesaro and Sheamus versus Enzo and big cast match with little Enzo diving for the ropes trying to get the tag, and Cesaro just cutting him off at the pass with the big uppercut. That was nice. That that was a thing of beauty. <laughs> i tell you what, Enzo really does take some bumps, doesn't he? He has to, bless him. I mean, I don't know if it's by design, because, you know, there's you know, the cynic in me is like, oh, is that intentional? When they have, like, Enzo versus Cesaro, and you're like, oh, there's a big, big gap in quality of wrestling here. Um, you know, it's kind of like when they have Steve Austin versus PN News and WCW. Like, all right, man. But yeah, I had a point there. Sorry, I just finished. <laughs> yeah, and it was great. Sorry. <laughs> what What about all the Bailey stuff then? With, with the title, that I found that a bit sort of. I, I wasn't quite sure. You know, I, I don't know how do you say that. They looked like they were going in a direction, then it changed, and then I don't know. I found it a bit a bit weird and a bit odd that all that whole thing. The change of direction. They're going to the fast lane. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I was thinking this is a setup for Sasha to go. Yeah, you're right. You did need me to win the match. Then they start feuding. Uh, that's where I assume it's going to go. However, like a great many things on Raw, it could go that way. Probably won't. We'll forget about it and something else will happen. But uh, I did enjoy Bailey. I, I like Bailey because she's playing basically a fangirl who's been very lucky to get a shot at WWE and wrestle and all this. Uh, and her promos emulate that as well. So it was nice for her to be like a, 
oh, I'm definitely going to give up the title. Nah. Yeah. But th- and that, that's, you know, that was a kind of almost a heel type sort of thing to say, wasn't it? It was kind of out of character. I'll I tell you what I was hoping. I was really, really hoping what they were going to do when Steph was there. I thought she was going to say, you know what? Uh, that match should not, that result should not have happened. Therefore, we're stripping you of the title and giving it back to Charlotte. I was like, I, I was thinking, perfect. That's just perfect. That's what Bailey needs. You know, all the odds against her. It's almost like the female Daniel Bryan story all over again. You know what, Andy? You're probably right. They were probably going to strip her of the title. And then they realized, hang on. That's exactly what's happening with Naomi and SmackDown. We can't have two the same bloody week. So change it to this. Uh, that's Actually, that's a good point. And more, I'll bring you in on this one. Because I know you wanted to speak about Naomi dropping the title. Um Good segue. Oddly, yeah, no, you'd think Sorry. we'd actually plan these things out, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's it's done on the fly, people. It's done on the fly, honestly. Um, strangely, the, her giving the title up almost put Naomi over hotter than she's ever been before, or is that just me watching it differently? No, I think it did. I mean, it was um, a dose of reality, the way it was done, and... Um, you know, Naomi is somebody who's been around for a number of years now. And, uh, you know, that push towards the title run and then eventually winning the title um, Elimination Chamber, it did sort of come out of nowhere, really, didn't it? I mean, we hadn't really seen any signs that they were grooming her for a title run. Uh, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was just the, a decision that, OK, well, you know, she's done her time and maybe it's time to reward her with a title run. Um, you know, in terms of the injury, I believe there is one there and it's legitimate, but not too severe to keep her out for many months. Um, but certainly severe enough that she won't be able to work for a few weeks. Um, but no, I mean, the way it was done was quite nice. Um, obviously, with Daniel Bryan involved, they were able to kind of um, play off of his own kind of um, title uh, relinquishing segments. I think he had at least a couple on Raw Smackdown in the last several years. Um, so that kind of fed off nicely off those and yeah you're right I mean it kind of got her over in a way didn't it and uh, when she does return um, it'll be um, her coming back as a bigger star than she's ever been so it, it was it was a nicely done segment um, but what it certainly suggests to me is that uh, when the title is up for grabs at Wrestlemania um, I think it'll be for uh, the vacant championship rather than a four-way, which I thought might be the case, and which which, which certainly seems like likely to happen for the Raw Women's title. So having four-way matches for both Raw and SmackDown's women's titles was probably overkill, um, and this now sets it up nicely for a singles match, um, possibly between um, Becky Lynch and Mickey. So, um, but you know, it, it could also involve Alexa Bliss in a three-way. So, uh, again, several permutations. And um, after after WrestleMania, I'm sure uh, we'll see the return of Naomi. I reckon they'll get the bits of Naomi and Sasha Banks, like the good bits, uh, and merge them together to make one fully formed wrestler. Let's call it Naomi Banks. and hope no one notices. Um, yeah, it's weird. Naomi, she came out, she won, and the crowd went, you deserve it. And me being a horrible, horrible human being was just like, for what? Not getting fired? You know, uh, as you said, the, the finish came out, not the finish, sorry, her winning the title came out of nowhere. 
And I think it's one of these things, you could say it in a nice way, of winning a tie, uh, sorry, being in the reality era, or whatever we're calling now. Uh, like when Zack Ryder won the WrestleMania uh, Intercontinental title match, um, came out of nowhere in storyline, but people like Zack Ryder, because he's been around for ages and not had such more lows than highs when it comes to storylines. But the people like him, not necessarily his character, they're like Zack Ryder, the person. So Naomi won, it's like, oh, I remember you, Naomi. Yeah, you're all right. You know, it's, it's this weird thing where we've got storylines based around, you know, the idea of wrestlers wrestling, but then the rest of the people are watching it through. No, we know everything. We know Naomi's been wrestling. She used to be with the Funkasaurus. Yeah, we were not. Uh, so, yeah. 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 I don't know who'd want to be a wrestling booker promoter around, the, around about now. But, hey, people cheered. And good for them that they weren't in Philly. So when she relinquished the title, they didn't chant, you didn't deserve it or anything like that. So I'm sure, I'm sure Vince is disappointed. He can't have a lose in the hometown now, though. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what, what about the um, what about the rock thing that happened uh, after the cameras went off? Um, oh, don't tell me he, he vacated the title as well. <laughs> Isn't it a bit odd if you, the Rock's there that you don't have him on screen? I, I mean, I know they didn't have anything, you know, one of their crappy movies. That he, well, he's past their crappy movies now, isn't he? He's a bona fide <laughs> movie star now. <clears throat> he doesn't no, have to appear in straight to DVD movies, movies now. Yeah, he's, he's a little strange. Movie about age. Um, yeah, but a little and, strange. Um, they didn't really use him more. Well, as you said, if it's yeah. it's either their way or the highway. So hey, Rock, we come. Yeah, sure. If you're not here to plug WrestleMania, <laughs> but can't go on our TV then. Yeah, yeah, right. Before <laughs> um, the yeah, deals I mean, with them, he's like, "Nah, you're right, Yeah, that's right. But no, I mean, he, he was there to start some um, pre-production or even filming for his new movie about Paige and her family, um, the Knight family, Ricky Knight, um, Soraya, and uh, her brothers, and um, they had somebody turn up in a outfit that loosely resembled that which Paige used to wear on, in the WWE. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it was a bit strange that they didn't... I mean, even even if it was for a 10, 15-minute segment with um, a couple of the undercard guys just for comedy, you know, it still would have done something positive for the ratings, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, it's a bit unusual for them not to use him if he's around. Um, but, I mean, the, the funniest bit, obviously, was that he... <laughs> Uh, whilst he was out there and it, it was several segments that he was out there in between the filming for this movie um he, he was trying to phone cm punk and the, the funny story is is that um apparently certain people backstage most likely mr mcmahon um sent a referee out there to say to rock look please stop doing it and of course he ignored them and um probably proceeded to try and get cm punk on facetime and um you know for those who are not aware I believe that CM Punk still got a lawsuit out against the WWE doctor, Dr. Black. So um, I think whilst that's um, not resolved and hasn't been finalized through the courts or by other means, um, they'll be very, very uh, reluctant to have any mention of CM Punk on TV, live shows or anywhere else. So um, does that mean we'll get, sorry, does that mean we'll get CM Punk versus the doctor at next year's WrestleMania? Well, that that would be the ideal uh, lawsuit on a pole. <laughs> well, absolutely, that that would be brilliant. Um, yeah, Iron Man match or uh, no? I mean, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it would. Um, yeah, it, 
CM Punk, you know, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because his, his UFC career is going absolutely nowhere. He looked absolutely awful um, in his UFC fight last summer. Really didn't look like a, never mind a UFC fight, but even a competent MMA fighter. So his future in that sport, you know, just doesn't seem like a long-term one. And it would just make a lot of sense for him to come back into wrestling, not necessarily the WWE, um, you know, whether it's to, I don't know, TNA or one of the independent promotions, Lucha uh, Underground. Good one, no. <laughs> it's still around. It's still around, isn't it? <laughs> um, got to give it a mention. Um, but you never know. But, uh, you know, wrestling is what he does best. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that at some point he, 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 he will have to return and, no, the, the stuff with The Rock was just a bit of fun. I don't think it's going to lead to anything, you know, in the WWE anytime soon. But, uh, you know, he just has to come back because this is what he does best. See, I disagree with uh, Mo there, and hopefully he won't get me kicked off to Skype or his good graces. I genuinely think CM Punk will never come back. Uh, and people say, come on, there's never, never say never in wrestling. I'm like, I, I don't think he will. I think his attitude... Uh, and his opinions on things uh, to be taken for uh, as truthful, then no, he won't. He's got more than enough money. And you said, oh, uh, his MMA career is going nowhere. I disagree. It's going right to his bank account, um, which is obviously a nice th- reason to be- keep on doing it. And yeah, I don't think he will come back. Uh, and CM Punk chants uh, frustrating, to be honest. I mean, obviously, crowds can chant whatever they want. They paid their money. They complain about Dems, like complain about the weather. It's you're never going to like them, and whatever they should be able to do whatever they like. But I'm still confused as to why they chanted. It's like he doesn't want to come back. He's never, ever, 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 ever coming back. He doesn't want to. It's like you've paid your money to the event. It's been fantastic. Hey, I don't like this. Let me go pay, spend some money on it and complain about it. Well, fantastic, mate. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, I wish him the best. Writing comics, um, doing MMA. I'll be, you know, obviously very badly compared to the high standards of the UFC, or some of the best in the world are there. Um, yeah, I don't think he'll ever come back. But it was funny as hell then to see the Rock try, try and ring him on Raw or post Raw or the page. I have no idea where that came from, by the way. It seemed like one week it was announced, and the next week it was being filmed. Oh, we're doing a thing on about the Page family. All right. Oh, here it is. I'm very yeah. happy for them. Um, I don't know that much about them, uh, apart from the Zebra Kid. Uh, so, yeah, I imagine it'll be a nice film. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I'm just off. wondering about that movie, about well, what's what's the story, what's the whole basis of this movie, other than, um, you know, eight, eight members of a family wrestle. Um, okay, but beyond that, <laughs> what, what more there is there to it? And I'm they really, probably just really thought on the Zebra Kid, to be honest with you, by if his, if his Wikipedia page which is the the uh, personal life slash uh, issues with the police is longer than his wrestling career. That'll be interesting. But the rest yeah. of it, yeah, I don't know. So maybe it will be an entertaining film. Um, or maybe crap, yeah. on. Maybe they well, the the It can't be any yeah. worse than some of the WWE films, put it that way. Well, you'd hope not. Yeah, but no, they should do a WWE film on, like, the Samoan family, like the Anoi family, but do it in entirely kayfabe. So they show, like... The Isle of Samoa, circa 2001, and everyone's in, like, grass skirts. They've got bones to their noses going, oh, da, 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 like, around a cauldron, <laughs> like, hunting white people. And then people are like, what? What are you talking about? And they're like, no, no, no. The market has established that this is what they're like. 
Yeah. There's one one Samoan in a business suit going, oh, God. That could be Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah, the, the other Samoan they don't talk about. Went to, went to law school. Lives lives in a crazy thing called a house. Yeah, with a roof. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll hold judgment until the movie comes out. But as I say, uh, I just don't really see where they're going to go with it. I mean, it made for a nice documentary on Channel Four a few years back, and, and that's oh, the, you know that that was the reason why um, you know The Rock decided to make the movie. But you know, if, if you're going to do a movie, then make it a documentary movie rather than you know an actual fictional movie based on this family. But uh, as I say, we'll, we'll see. We'll give it time. Yeah, and uh, give we'll them see. a chance. Oh, see, see what part uh, Alberta Del Rio plays in it as well. Um, <laughs> The film should end yeah, with like Paige doing a splash off the top rope and then it doesn't show her landing. It just says she was released. <laughs> Insert pun. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so, moving over to uh, to NXT, uh, Cassius Ono made his, uh, say his debut, his, uh, his second debut, whatever you want to call it, this uh, this past week. Uh, obviously, we're previously known as uh, Chris Hero, isn't it, on the indie scene? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yes, yes. Very, yes. very astute, yes. and yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest independent uh, wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked that I cocked his name up there. Um, <clears throat> so it come back with a bit of a buzz and uh, thrown him straight in there, you know, into the main event. So obviously they're going to do something with him this time because it kind of went a bit nowhere last time. So uh, more are you excited about, uh, about him coming in? And, and what he could put, potentially do with NXT? Very, absolutely, yeah. Um, on Twitter last week, I put out um, a list of my top 50 wrestlers um, in, in the business from 2016 in terms of match quality, similar to what I used to contribute to Power Slam with its PS50 that Matthew remembered quite fondly. And, yeah, um, that, that yeah. was never a part of. Well, oh yeah, God, that's another story for another time. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I ranked him as number two in the world. I, I thought he had an amazing year yeah, and uh, just had so many great matches all around the place against a variety of different opponents. And, you know, it was a strength of those performances throughout 2016 and the consistency that, you know, uh, Triple H and Regal just couldn't ignore. And that's why they brought him back. And, uh, you know, he's thoroughly well-deserved. And he's such a great talent. And, um, you know, th- th- there will be questions about his physique. Um, certainly he wouldn't get the Vince, um, you know, seal of approval anytime soon. But, um, you know, th- there's so much more to him than just, you know, um, you know having a bit of a Derby Kelly. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that in NXT, uh, with his second chance, it will do really well. So I'm very excited. I everything Mo said, I agree with. Um, I've always been like liked him, but more for his character work than his wrestling. Be- I know he's always at, he's always been the bridesmaid, but never the bride because when Chris Hero's been there, like in Ivory Mid South, uh, CM Punk was there when he was oh. in Ring of Honor. Claudia was there in PWG. Kevin Owens was there. Blah, blah, blah. In the indie scene since his release uh, in 2013, 2014, I want to say, God, he's just been killing it. Like uh, yeah, great matches with everybody, and I'm like, oh my god, like this, this is the best Chris Hero's ever been, and he's never been bigger due to his thyroid problem, bless him. So he's working twice as hard to be three times as good. Uh, so yeah, as he's just basically got himself rehired by being 
one of the best wrestlers in the world, and I'm happy for him. Uh, him in NXT is well needed because basically NXT is a lot different than it was a few years ago, especially when Chris Hero was there. Um, a lot of the good talent, the high-end talent, has gone to the other Raw SmackDown divisions, and so they needed someone to be in the main event scene against Bobby Roode because without him, it was Nakamura and the drifter i guess and vacant with the top rated ones against him so yeah thankfully they inserted this new guy he's a big deal phew nxt saves yeah i mean i've got to say more as well that you know kenny omega out there is is had a fantastic year and he's he's hot as hell so for you to rate uh to rate him above kenny omega it's uh it's quite an accolade yeah, I think I had um, Kenya around number seven or eight in my list, which I think some people might have thought was a bit low. But, I mean, he had two or three of the best matches of 2016, in my view. But um, he also had a lot of matches where, you know, he, he really didn't do a great deal because that's just the way that those matches were booked. That you know They were there as mid-card fillers, that they weren't there to be uh, five-star matches or anything close to that. So, um, you know, I had to take it in the round, whereas, you know, the benefit that Chris Hero had is that promoters um, around the world let him go out there and have 20, 30 minute matches and allowed him to try and have the best match possible that night. So, um, you know, that, that's why, you know, Hero was higher up my ranking uh, than Omega. But Omega on his night is arguably the best in the world. And um, it's a bit of a blow to the WWE because they did try to... Um, lure him into the NXT um, recently, but um, he's decided to stick with New Japan at least for one more year. And, um, you know, that, that that's great news for New Japan. And um, WWE will try again in a year's time to um, sign him up again. And um, I think eventually he will come into the WWE. And when he does, um, he will really, really win over people. So if you've not seen what he can do, I really strongly urge you to check him out because... You know, he's he's just an amazing, amazing man. And he's a huge just, nerd, so he's nice. <laughs> yeah, just out of interest, Mo, um, where was Mojo Rawley in your list? <laughs> oh, it, oh, it was a really tough decision, but... Uh, number one yeah, or number just three, Mo? <laughs> uh, 1,001, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's... Maybe in a few years' time, just he needs to work on everything. Uh, but his energies, the energy's there, certainly. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure with, with time, the rest can come into place. If you ask Finn Martin that same question, his head will explode. Oh, God, yeah. Well, you'd ask him about John Cena in the 50 and his head would explode. <laughs> Mike Mojo Rawley. Hey, Finn. <laughs> Finn, there's Finn another segue. There's another segue. There is another one. They, it's, it's as though you're writing this show for us. Um, Finn Balor. He's on his oh, way back. To progress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it, it's it's very good news. Um, it really was a shame that um, you know, obviously went down with his injury last year, um, straight after SummerSlam. You know, the world was his oyster, wasn't it? And uh, it, it was... Um, Obviously devastating for him, but great the fact that he's been able to return um, in the lead up to WrestleMania. And, um, you know, certainly what I would expect is that uh, as we kind of 
build up towards WrestleMania in the coming weeks. Um, you know, he, he should be primed and ready for the big show. Um, not obviously Paul White, but the, the big event itself. And um, you know, there'll be speculation about whose opponent could be. Who better than somebody like Samoa Joe? So, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm delighted that he's back. And um, I'm also doubly delighted about the fact that I think he had um, a video on WWE.com or the network this past week where, uh, you know, he, he had a lot of complimentary things to say about my former magazine, Power Slam. Yeah, again, another mention for that magazine. Jesus. The plugs come <laughs> at the end, more. The plugs come yeah. at the end. <laughs> right here in Teesside. Yay. <laughs> but uh, no, no, absolutely delighted for him. And uh, delighted for us as fans because um, he's, he's a heck of a talent. And, um, you know, he, he'll certainly make sure the business picks up. He's got, he's got a better uh, six-pack than me. I'll, tell, I'll give him that one. Yeah, he's got five more than I have. So, um, hmm. yeah, very impressive. Uh, yeah, anyway. <coughs> right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, abs. Um, I've got an action figure of Joey abs. There we go. Um, yeah, happy for Finn Balor. I've not seen him return because uh, I'm one of these old school people that will wait till it comes on uh, TV. But so this weird, weird delayed effect like Doctor Who where, you know, thanks to the power of Wibbly Wobbly Tiny Bits, he's debuted, but he hasn't debuted. But yeah, good for him. Um, shame he had to vacate his title, which I blame Naomi for. That was a crap joke. Well, hey, Andy, what's next? Go on then, explain that one. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking horrible, wasn't it? Uh, no, she had to vacate her title, so... Uh, you know when things are really funny in your head and you say them out loud and you go, oh, right, I lied to myself. But anyway, can't all be winners. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't. It's, this is not uh, WWE. We don't have pre-produced uh, crowd noise to uh, to play. Could the, could the crowd, could the guy drinkle? All right, cut the, <laughs> <cut> the ring. <clears throat> um, more before we uh, before we sort of uh, delve into the world of Matthew and, and the whole Botchamania thing. Oh wait, never mind. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Guy Dring just messaged me saying I'll edit in some laughter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remind us again why you don't appear in the oh, podcast. Anymore. He's a superstar, isn't he? <laughs> he's. Right, carry on. Anyway, more uh, bef- before we move into the whole Botchamania world, um, I know you want to have a mention of a couple of guys that passed away over this past week: uh, George Animal Steel and uh, Ivan Koloff, uh, both. You know, old school, well, very, very old school guys that have uh, passed away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, quite a sad week in a way for um, you know wrestling fans with uh, George Animal Steel, who you know, fans who used to watch WWF in the 1980s will fondly remember this kind of wacky guy who used to eat turnbuckles as you do, and um, you know, it, you know, prior to that, he had a run as a you know a credible kind of mid card to undercard guy but he was around forever and uh even after he stopped wrestling you know he worked for many years in the wwe as a, as an agent uh, right through up until the attitude era and um certainly was an influence on the likes of uh, giant bernard um known as better as albert um, and others and um then more notably we had uh, the loss of ivan koloff who is one of the former WWF World Heavyweight Champions um, pulled off arguably the most shocking victory in the history of the company when um, he ended the 80-year title reign of Bruno San Martino back in 1971, and I think it was Madison Square Garden. And um, you know, not only was he a 
a big star in the WWF as it was back then. Um, but throughout um, the United States, um, the various territories, you know, worked into, you know, mid-Atlantic and Georgia and places like that. And into the 80s then, um, very notably, is the uh, uncle of Nikita Koloff, the Russian Nightmare. And, um, you know, uh, a, a very good worker for his time. And, um, you know, somebody who was very highly respected um, in and out of the ring and, uh, you know, somebody who um, it was just a shame uh, didn't get more than five seconds um, of tribute on, on Raw. Um, but also the fact that he's, he's not in the WWE Hall of Fame because, um, you know, he, he's a genuine um, legend of not only wrestling, but also of the WWE. And uh, the fact he isn't in, I hope that will be rectified in the future. Yeah, I'm sure posthumously they'll they'll, they'll probably move uh, and and do that. I'm I'm sure. Um, yeah, so it's sad to see uh, you know two more legends of of the industry uh, depart us. Um, but moving over to you, Matthew. Um, before we start getting into the whole sort of botchamania thing, oh, I just that, sort of... can I say my favourite thing about Ivan Koloff? Um, yeah, of course you can. Because George Animal Steel, I didn't get to see much of uh, the mid late eighties WWF didn't have many of the tapes growing up as a kid. So, you know, it was one of these guys you're told about and then can appreciate later on, I guess. But Ivan Koloff, I liked when he was with the Russians um, with Nikita and Krusha Khrushchev doing that, you know, American, uh, in, uh, I have come from the Russia accent um, where oh, I forget what, what year it was, but they were going from the phone going, we have cut off the phone from the Kremlin, and they want the NWA title. <laughs> that was just, just awesome. Just awesome. Like, the Kremlin, six. like, the head and of he Russia. From, he was from Canada as well, wasn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah I don't know if I'll right. give it to you, but um, there's a bit in Jericho's book where he says, um, uh, he was talking with Nikita Koloff and going like, oh, yeah, I knew you when you were, I don't know, Jimmy Buffett or whatever your name was in Canada. And he's like, oh, uh, all right. Yeah, take him aside and goes, can you not tell anybody that? <laughs> they all think I'm still Russian. Which <laughs> I think is great. Just his accent going, how are people convinced by this? But uh, nah, fair play. Um, and there is that one video that we have put out with uh, Captain Lou Albano discussing his uh, victory over Bruno. But it's obviously post-added commentary. I, uh, it's a shame that that's, that's their way of like uh, preserving that bit of history because it's it's crap to put a fine thing on it. It's just crap. He's like, oh, my God. Lou Albano was a commentator. It was just gash. It's just it's, it's like, oh, my, I can't believe this. It's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Can you not? <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. so, yeah. So what were you going to say, Andy? Well, to be honest, I was just going to ask you, before we start, you know, sort of get delving into the world of Botchamania, uh, just kind of keen to find out as to, you know, what actually got you in to wrestling what what hooked you in and what kept you hooked in i'm really happy that i know the answer to this question um because we weren't very rich growing up um we got the car boot sales which is the way of getting something um you know somebody used to own for five years has wiped their ass on it and now they're selling it for dirt cheap um kind of like cx now but you know in a field um my mom got me the wwf annual 93 and 94 just because I was a kid and, well, yeah, probably will like wrestling. And she was right um, for about 50p each and just blown away by it. Going, what the hell is this? 
had no idea what a match was. I had no idea how to win or what a submission or anything like that. But just looking at these huge, great pictures of guys like Bam Bam Bigelow, The Undertaker, Repo Man, and the descriptions for it. For Repo Man's description, it made it sound like Repo Man, he'll take what he likes. You repossess this. You repossess your clothes. He may even repossess you. You know, it's like, holy shit. Um, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow didn't have hair, he had tattoos. Like, this, this is like a video game. It's like a cartoon come to life. It's amazing. Holy shit. And didn't end up watching it until years later when some friends had some of the uh, the Silvervision tapes and just watched it and loved it. So like, this is this is amazing. Love everything about this. It was uh, like 95 year as well. So God knows. Watch the bad stuff first. So um, watching guys like Goldust. Like, oh, I have no idea what this is, but this is amazing. Um, Sid Vicious, when he... Pat- was it Sid Vicious? I ah, Sid Vicious. Uh, Powerbombing Shawn Michaels, Survivor Series 96. And the crowd cheering because Shawn Michaels is dressed like a stripper. Uh, yeah. And then uh, only started watching it fully uh, around late 99. I wrote about this on my website. Um, when my parents got the Telewest box, which might be, I might be talking in Swahili right now, but it used to be the box that um, was an alternative to Sky, I guess. It was like also known as cable or a bit of sky or dull sky or whatever among some people. But it was a little black box, looked like crap, crappy little remote. And you get Sky One, uh, Cardo Network, and a bunch of other stuff. But the important thing was you, you got Sky One, so you got uh, the censored version of SmackDown and Superstars. And I think Metal as well. I think that was Sunday. And um, so, yeah, it was the It's Me, Austin. It was me all along Higher Power Storyline that got me hooked and pretty much just watching from then on. And also reading things like Power Slam magazine and World of Wrestling magazine as well, which uh, didn't last that long, to be honest. But oh, obviously right, Power yeah. Slam magazine did, so still kicking. Still the test of time, absolutely. Um, just so we, guess, we'll, we'll, take we'll a try to Power Slam magazine. <laughs> I'm on the commission. He still pays me, so... Um, <laughs> Right, so um, moving on to Botchamania then. So, um, uh, what, what gave you the idea, Matthew, to to start this, and um, how long have you been going with it now? Uh, I think the answer for all those questions was Christ knows. Um, yeah, the idea to do it was there were similar videos online already, and kind of botches and stuff like that. And I went, oh well, I could probably make one of my own one. So then, this is the short story version of this because what the hell. I mean, me, me, me nattering for ages. So I thought, well, what the hell, I'll make mine from uh, info I'd accumulated just reading Power Slams uh, and watching on TV and going, hang on, that was a bit weird. Because the idea of watching a botch as a kid before, you know, the internet and everything like that, you see some guys mess up and you are just like, what was that? Because to a kid, if you're watching, I like watching that wrestling, like with the, the childlike naivety of, well, no, nah, well, you know, whatever. Like, cause it, it's much, it's much more fun than watching it from the eyes of a, you know, diehard cynic. You know, like, how can there be a botch in wrestling? They really, they shouldn't be. It's two guys trying to hit each other. So you like, well, how can they, how can they botch anything? They can miss it, they can mess it up, surely. But it's like, oh, but he, he couldn't go for it. The idea of botching something's like, oh yeah, well, oh okay, spot seventy nine didn't work. Quick, we, we'll start at spot thirty six and work our way up again. Um. So it's always been an interesting thing. I think that's why still people are watching these things, largely because of the idea, the mystique of, oh, that was a, that wasn't supposed to happen. Like, oh, oh, Christ, oh fuck. Um. 
so it added some stuff on there. Some people went, and it wasn't a huge success to begin with. I mean, people, you know, uh, some people have been watching from the very beginning. I'm uh, flattered and amazed, but they can attest to this. It wasn't a huge thing. It was, it was, it was like 10 people, uh, nine of which were insomniacs walking their dogs. Um, that was it. Uh, but then I was like, oh, still got some more footage. Some people uh, sent me some, and I credited them, which uh, I credit her myself with one of the reasons why people still send stuff in. I actually credit and it's lad Bible shite, whether they take it and stick a marker and it goes, I made this. So I think that's one of the reasons why people are still committed to sending stuff in. So I'll say, Oh, I didn't send this stuff in this. It was Jimmy, Jimmy Jojo. Send this in. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy Jojo. I appreciate it. And you go, Oh shit. I go, thanks. Oh, nice. Um, so that then added the video game music. Cause that's what I was listening to at the time. Um, mostly the covers, but then you run out of covers and just use the original music. Um, Started adding the Macho Man quotes, started adding the daft endings, stuff like I Am The Table, the Jesus Lever, and just keep adding more and more stuff to see what works because it's that's all that's what you've got to do if you've got an invisible audience. You go, does this work? Let's find out. Well, the comments say no. All right, let's never do that again. So how long did it take you to uh, put these compilations together then? God, it used to take friggin' weeks to begin with. Uh now it's a streamlined process due to the sheer amount of wrestling on oh, let's see uh monday raw tuesday smackdown and nx no nxt 205 live and talking smack wednesday nxt thursday uh, uh impact friday main event and that's just two companies then that's not counting lucha underground or any of the thousands of indie companies ever in even in europe or america or Canada, yeah, it's easy now. But you know, it's, I'm, I'm all these people like that to get the most out of stuff. So I'll multitask. I'll have something. I'll watch wrestling on the my big screen. I'll have it on the top left hand corner whilst I'm also sending emails and reading this and doing this. So it's like I'm getting through stuff, but it's like connected to everyday work. Like, oh, go do ironing, stick some wrestling on. Oh, washing up, stick. Well, can we do that? Um, Ted, tiny room. I don't know. You get my point. <laughs> over. Yeah, yeah. So um, you mentioned obviously you do um, use clips or uh, ideas that other people send through to you and you credit them. Um, in terms of your typical video, how much of it is the stuff that you've picked up, and how much of it, how much of it is material that others have shared with you? That's a good question. Uh, it depends. Usually there'll be clips from people uh, that they've sent. There was, there was God, I remember the last time it was just a video that was all me. Christ, that was a long time ago. You can't make me uh, introspective now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, endings, because people, I keep on getting sent endings on a daily basis, and being honest as possible, a lot of them are crap. Uh, but the fact that they're showing emo- uh, emotion, that's not the word, enthusiasm, there we go, is it's nice, and I go, look, I appreciate this. This doesn't work because that's that is this is explain it to them and some people will go oh okay cool i'll re-edit it and i'll go fantastic and you i can use it now and some people will be like well screw you matthew i'll make my own goddamn video series <laughs> like all right fine um but yeah so so yeah definitely at least three or so endings depending on length um clips from indie companies they usually get sent so percentage hmm i'd still say overall because of raw and the footage making up the majority of it, usually, I would say, let's be fair, 70% me, 30% fans. But that can fluctuate. Yeah. Right. So how does it feel then when you you get likes of, 
you know, the NXT audience uh, <laughs> chanting botchomania when when there's a botch spot in the match. Oh, it, it, it's great. Um, it, sadly, one of the times that happened, uh, NXT did their their fourth. Their, can't, can't you speak? Their first tour, uh, 2015, I think. Yeah, and NXT, no, Newcastle uh, was the first place they went to. So I got a chance to speak to Baron Corbin because he went to the local pub uh, near the arena. Ah, that's right. And he was the nicest guy. He was like, hey, I like your videos. I was like, oh, wow, Baron Corbin, you're so cool. Yeah, I love you. Yeah. Then NXT, the uh, London uh, takeover happens, and the one guy that botches is Baron Corbin, and I felt so bad. I'm like, oh, not that nice guy. Oh, why couldn't Baron be a prick? I'd be happy, you know. It's like, damn it. Uh, so that's bad when it's guys that you've talked to online and they've been really cool and talked about like you know as I'm talking to you now one of the wrestlers from the northeast is talking to me about friggin Metroid you know like oh cool he's guy yeah, yeah, yeah I'm happy for his success and then you'll see him mess up you're like oh I'm sorry man <laughs> but uh, but most of them are like no no it's it's a it's a rite of passage um, in terms of the chance I'm happy because at least you know you fucked up it's like Kenny Vicious that's you know it's very Philadelphia you know, we hate everything, we're the best fans on earth, screw you, type mentality chant. Uh the is just like, hopefully people are chanting it, but like, yay, that was a mistake. You're like, yeah. But hopefully in the same way they're chanting going, yay, who cares? So you messed up. Like the revival, they dealt with it well. So they stared, like, all right, get out of your system. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I much prefer hearing that to you fucked up because... <laughs> That that always used to get on my nerves. Um, I mean, occasionally yeah. it was well deserved, but um, sometimes it was just. Uh, but it's kind of vicious as yeah. well. Like you fucked yeah. up. You're like, oh wow, all right, mate. Yeah, jeez. Uh, but with Botchamania, at least you know the revival. They reacted with it like, okay, we'll just wait. No problem. Yeah, I'm still waiting for some like some wrestler like you fucked up. You fucked up. Just the time goes. How do you know what I'm gonna do? Or what I'm going for? Anything like that, just to react to it, be like, what? I'm the one wrestling, mate. Like, what are you oh, maybe I meant it. It was be- intentional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't know what my plan is. So, no more wrestlers play around with it and be like, oh, just have something like, Bodgermania and this shit is shit after every chant or something. <laughs> um, so, I mean, your, your videos are, um, you know, well known in the business now. I mean, guys in the Yeah, how that happen? It's amazing, quite the virus success. Um, so virus success, virally. Oh, that's a botchamania. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could compare it to a virus, the flu-like <laughs> success. <laughs> but no, vi- viral was the word I was looking for. Sorry. And sorry, um, sorry it's my job, man. I, you know. Yeah, you have to pick up on these things. Um, now, are there any notable names in the business who have had heat with you for? including some of their material on your or in your videos well you 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 set up beautifully there notable names i go no no notable names (laughs) but yes some have he's got that extra dig in yeah i got the point where um oh who's speaking openly about it like uh john moxley uh well that was his name in ccw sorry i'm not one of those people yeah dean ambrose Um, dean ambrose yeah, he said he said nice things about it. So did Drake Younger. So did a, a bunch of them. They started doing intros 
I've got intros at the arse for Watchmania, which is incredibly flattering. So obviously they can't see it that badly. Um, but they did. There was a point where wrestlers on Twitter were like, "Oh, screw Matthew," and I'm like looking at them, going, "Hold on, mate. I'm I'm very lucky to have got all these people saying nice things about me, and they're high ranking. But I'm like, I've just googled you, and nothing came up. You know, like, oh, all right." Sorry, man. I just asked the horse's head for permission. I don't really care what the horse's ass has to say. So I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, the famous one that I always go to, though, is Joe Gacy. Uh, Joe Gacy was and still is a CZW wrestler. And I said some particularly harsh things about him, uh, of which I thought were deserved. I don't see myself as a critic because I'm not that well spoken. But I can tell you why I like something and why I think it's good and why I don't like something and why I think it's bad. Uh, well, Joe Gacy, he was in a tag team. He was an alright tag team, mid uh, mid level, but you know, like alright, cool. And then he, they split up, and then instantly Joe Gacy was this big, scary, bad guy. After teaming up with this guy for years, with no indication, and he was main eventing and challenging for the title. And I, like a lot of the fans of CCW at the time, went, "Hang on, it's like freaking JBL getting pushed to the moon in 2004. Like what? What?" And he wasn't in particularly in shape, so I said he's only over as a bad guy when he doesn't wear a shirt, uh, which is pretty fucking horrible. But it was true. Um, and Joe Gacy, uh, after that, and also because I went to the CCW Arena uh, for what was then the last wrestling show there. It's obviously since come back. And a lot of wrestlers there were like, oh, my God, it's Matthew. <laughs> Take photos. And apparently he was there and saw this and was like, why is everyone fawning over this internet guy? Of which I can actually relate to, Joe. If I was in wrestling, I would hate me as well. Um, but he went online on Twitter one day. I don't know. If what what motivated him just to send messages to me like on twitter uh and they're all set up lines i'm like i'm not a comedian by any stretch of the imagination so like even a slow-witted person could have come back with this because you'd say stuff like how do you decide what's a botch or not you're not a wrestler and i went well by watching your matches it was just stuff like that. it was it was all like it made me look like the funniest man on earth and all these wrestlers and people in the business were messaging me going this is great this is awesome like are you gonna be booked for cage of death and all this um and i was just like oh man i must have must watch one of those roasts on tv so i was getting lines like wow joe gacy's doing really good for his publicity this evening everyone's asking uh, everyone he's on everyone's lips everyone's asking who is joe gacy <laughs> And just look like this, and even better, I think I ended it when I went, oh, even better is, uh, as I'm typing this, I'm editing Joe Gacy in the next video, and that was it, just didn't reply again. But I've since said this, and I say this every time he gets brought up, because people always like to know about the wrestlers that get really angry, because you think there'd be a lot more of them. Um, he's improved loads. He's genuinely one of the best things about uh, CW in this modern era, uh, which isn't saying much. Ha, ha, ha. So I'll get that line in before someone else does. But no, I respect where it is. He's improved loads, and people love him. Um, which for Philly fans is amazing. So I'm always keen to say that and not in a, oh, don't hate me, Joe. Don't hurt me. I say good things about you. No, he generally has gotten good. He was complete crap before yeah. as a singles guy. He has gotten good. And I'm all about that PMA. As for other wrestlers, uh, well, currently now, Will Ospreay doesn't seem to be very happy about being, uh, the, the ropes broke at WCPW's True Destiny. True Destiny last week. How was that? That, that, that was Steven Seagal name that they ripped off the title of the show. Um, and so he said, I better not be putting Botchamania the day after it was put in. I went, sorry. He went, I can't wait to find you in Newcastle. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> oh, it's only Will Ospreay. Oh, fuck. So, so that'll be fun. <laughs> um, so, but apart from that, no, I mean, um, 
T- Teddy Long did a th- somebody asked Teddy Long is like and he said oh he saw like this botch thing online and he didn't like it why can't people just enjoy wrestling I'm like what the fuck is Teddy Long doing watching my videos <laughs> like what's he gonna say oh I really like the bit where you put the PWG clips in but I was I wasn't a fan of Kid Icarus for the Nez I'm like holy shit like <laughs> well, so he so, didn't send out a holla 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 then. No, it's not a block, block, block on Twitter. Uh, I'm like, oh, my respect, I like Teddy Long. If nothing else, that theme he had at NWA. So. Da, 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 da. And uh, if any of the wrestlers don't like it, um, they don't talk about it, which is the best thing. The worst thing you can do if you don't like something is to talk about how much you dislike it because all you're doing is giving them publicity. So most fans realize, not fans, well, wrestling people know that. So I'd say the most people that don't like it uh pretty fucking wrestling fans. I'm I'm very disrespectful to the business, but you know no one's forcing you to watch. So, um, so from from heat with wrestlers to uh, heat with YouTube, has there been issues there? What YouTube the the website as a whole? Mm. Was it, no, was no, it something no, no it's it's all numbers and um, the, the the programs that instantly block it. No, there's no, there's no heat. People aren't like people on YouTube aren't like going. That goddamn Mafu. <laughs> if only we could find a way to take him out. No. Have you been on YouTube lately? Is it, like, is it just 75% of it's fucking like other people's shit. So. Is it just companies blocking, you know, stopping the you know, access to getting, getting yeah, stuff like out there? Yeah, like I said, it's, it's all instant block. It used to be back in the olden, olden days of 2007, I think it was just a team of people that would look for copyrighted stuff and take it down. Now it's all auto detects. Which is why when I upload the videos on the YouTube, it's that two-video look, um, which people still ask me every time, why do you do this? And I'm like, oh, for fuck. I mean, I, I'm on a Warhol spree at the minute. That's that's my, my main shtick now. I'm like, it's, no, it's because the logo is in a different place than it would be if you're doing a, a full-screen uh, WWE video, for example. The, the Scratch logo would be in the corner, the BWHD in the other corner and all that. But if you do that, it doesn't see it. So... Um, People keep on saying I'm going to be sued. Uh, People used to wish that upon me. I'm like, great, good luck with that. What law am I breaking? Yeah, it's just fun. Um, So it's not a case of um, somebody else taking your videos from Daily Motion or Vimeo and copying them over to YouTube. Those are still. I'm all right with that. Uh, There's a good question as well, but I'm all right with people taking those vids and re-uploading them because you know it's obviously a bit awkward to watch some of these videos that they keep on. get taken down so people doing that's fantastic the only issues were people impersonating me and this keeps on coming up more and more it happened on twitter a few years ago when someone who had more uh, followers than me because he was uh the wrestling lad or lad bible or one of the fucking lad people um and i kept because he's stole stole tweets stole jokes stole everything that wasn't tied down so the people stuff and me and other people go hang on like you're a thieving bastard and then he changed his profile to look like me like everything looked like me everything i changed my profile picture he changed his profile picture i'm like shit um and because he was a lad bible stealing whatever fuck he had more followers than me so i had to tell people look look it's not me and i go how have you got less followers than your fake your impersonate your clone i'm like shut up, shut up just trust me on this so that was that, that was good because it was on a friday so people were there going, mate, I'm having a shit day at work, but I'm loving you on Twitter trying to fight yourself. <laughs> so that was, uh, oh, well, the people still ask me about that because that was, that was it. Yeah, ICW in Newcastle on the Saturday. 
So as soon as I went in, a guy who I know from wrestling events in the Northeast saw me and goes, so which Matthew are you? I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. But eventually everyone fought and killed him. And he's obviously that Twitter's dead. And he was there going, I'll see you at a show. I'm like, no, you won't. You're fucking, you know, never come out of your fucking closet. Um, uh, no, closet makes him sound like I'm being homophobic. No, I meant like, he's, you know, he's a addict dweller, whatever. Um, uh, cool. And uh, recently, Botch Nero on YouTube, who, uh, who was the guy that figured out that two video screen way of doing it, who had a substantial amount of followers as well. Um, yeah, he got taken down because he was take, taking OSW review stuff as well. So fuck him too. So I've no, I've no issues with people doing it and going, look, I am not Mafu. It's the people that actually type and go, hello, back again with another video. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Um, and it's too frequent. People will like any type of success, no matter what they, however they get it, even if it's fake success. Oh. It's a scary world we live in nowadays where people would rather be remembered for being a clone or a dickhead, then not be remembered at all. But oh well, them's a breaks. Indeed. Um, right. So moving away from Botchmania, then. Um, yeah. Good. For, good. for a while, <laughs> you, you contributed to Power Slam magazine, didn't you? And um, I did. You, yeah. Yeah. Now, really way, way. Sorry, how did that come about? And uh, what what was it like to contribute to a magazine that presumably you grew up, you know, reading? first time i emailed finn martin um it was after that guy i forget his exact name i think it's matthew Ran randazzo it's something like that the oh, third the fifth the fifth piggy part oh sorry yeah i'm talking about his granddad um the third uh and he wrote these ah uh, these articles that were just the to me very cringy he was writing them as it like backstage at wwe and it was rather than just reporting the facts or whether dave Meltzer had written down and whatever it was done like it was prose so he was there like you know instead of uh decision may have been oh, i don't know um fucking uh vincent man changed the decision of the uh daniel bryan versus randy orton match on raw it was Vince smugly walked down the corridor knowing he had changed the finish for the better and all this. It was like, ah. Oh. So I sent an email to Finn Martin and said, can anyone write for Power Slam nowadays? Did you buy this? <laughs> he said a reply back saying, I am not amused by this fucking email. <laughs> so, um, but then... At least you got a reply. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure it was like, well, that's it. You get praise, you're like, whatever. Someone insults you, you never fucking forget it. Um, but then a while later, he started featuring that little video corner, uh, which some would see as basically an example of uh, Power Slam's archaic side uh, of doing a fucking, hey, put down your magazine and go online. <laughs> These good videos. Here's the URL, yeah. which is like, okay. Um, so he did that, and Botchmania kept on being featured. So I went, fucking hell, thank you, Finn Martin. Obviously not remembering me for my horrible email previously. And I said, oh, can I write for Power Slam? And he was like, oh. Uh, it was one of those things where, well, you might as well ask. You know, what's he, he says no, you're in the same position you are now. And he said, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, God, write for Power Slam. Wow, I'm going to write a feature on um, how Repo Man got me into wrestling. <laughs> or anything like that. He was like, no, can you write Video Corner? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Um, and just yeah but then it was mostly him I would write it and then he would go change that change that change that change that and by the time it was like it's just you Finn so even though I was getting paid for it 
um, I'll tell people, oh my God, I'm in Power Slam. And people go, holy shit, Matthew's in Power Slam. Read it and go, oh, it's that tiny box that says, go, go, there's a good video. Like, whatever. I'm not in the I'm not in the magazine industry, so I would obviously that's my opinion as someone who's reading something. Um but obviously other people can go, no, it has this appeal to it. But I went after doing it a few times, I went, Look, Mr. Finn Martin, I really appreciate this. Uh sincerely, it's a great you know, childhood dream come true. But I mean, if this is it, then um yeah, thanks. You know, this, I'm just wasting your time because you can obviously just do this yourself. So mm. Been there, worn the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, half the magazine ended up because obviously there was uh, Mo uh, Mo Chadra, uh, uh, Rob, Rob Butcher, uh, Rob Butcher, um, uh, Greg Lambert, Wayne Manor, and Anthony Evans. Um, Anthony Evans was funny as fuck. Uh, forgetting the right author, right? Sorry. Um, I don't know. Yeah, all that, and then bit by bit, year by year, it was just they wouldn't get credited. So I'm like, oh, it's Finn then, right? And you read it and it was negative, and you're like, oh, no, it's definitely Finn then. Um, definitely one of the negatives of later day. I'm saying this like I'm being very critical. Obviously, I love Power Slam and enjoy reading it. And as I'm saying this, I look to my left, I've got my bookshelf, and it's um, literally all the ones I've got in folders year by year um, lined up because, yeah, it's good, good things to read in the toilet. Um, but there's no ignoring the fact that it was great. Finn Martin obviously started writing more and more and more. I don't know why. Maybe money. I'm fucking obviously I'm in the business. I think they know that. But he, it became such. A, you'd read Power Slam magazine and walk away hating wrestling because it was basically this is shit and raw. TNA is awful. I'm not going to cover any of the UK wrestling scene <laughs> for some reason. Um, Japan is the best. Someone sent a letter saying who played Max Moon in '93, and it was just like, okay. Oh, did well. I ever remind you that Mick Foley betrayed the fans? <laughs> every issue, every fucking issue. Mick Foley said it retired and then came back at WrestleMania. You bring that up. I've got a funny story about Foley. Um, so oh, go ahead, remember sorry. when? Remember when we did the wrestling channel? Um, I do. Which I was involved in, and then you were. We, we had um, a show at the Coventry Skydome, and you did. That was two thousand and five, was it? Yeah, that's right. And mm-hmm. Foley was there at that show, and um, a couple of months before that show, um, there was a very unflattering comment about Foley and his appearance in Power Slam, and he oh well, wow. Finn must love him today. well it's funny because he he came up to me and he said look i was really disappointed when i read um the latest issue even though it was a couple of months old um criticizing my appearance and my physique and i just thought that was below the belt and he was actually being quite pleasant in the way he was saying it but was obviously quite annoyed um so i was there kind of saying look nothing to do with me governor but the person actually wrote that piece wasn't Finn Martin. It was Greg Lambert. who was standing about eight feet away. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> shall I put Greg in the? Shall I put Greg in the shit? I said, no, no. He, he's a mate, so I'll, I'll take it. And uh, no, yeah, he, he said his piece, got it off his chest, and then uh, went on his merry way. But um, yeah, that that sort of stuff certainly uh, didn't go down well with fans. And you know, the John Cena stuff was really um, what upset a lot of fans especially it when did, yeah. it, 
yeah, it, it it was weird because it was like there was this opinion and uh, that the fans had, and Powerslam was like, no, nah, I'm not going to take these ideas on board. I'm going to keep on saying what I'm saying. And you're like, but these are the people that read your your thing, and if you're not having a go at Foley, you never go at Cena. And yeah, Cena's had some. Um, shite matches and appearances and all that absolutely but to ignore his good stuff as well it's like holy shit oh and also let's not forget by the way chris jericho is overrated and sloppy it wasn't foley it was jericho getting slated <laughs> yeah that. oh yeah happy memories yeah. indeed indeed so was there a reason why um obviously we're getting a, the guy pointing at the clock here but just a quick thing was there a reason why he wasn't really into the uk wrestling scene at all or about following it or covering it or whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, he he was the only person that was covering, I think it was Hamlock and one or two other promotions, um, around 94, 95. So just as Power Slam um, took over from Superstars of Wrestling, which was the magazine that preceded it. Right, right. And uh, I think he had one or two um, negative experiences with people in and around the British wrestling scene. And the, and the scene at that point was really on its knees. Um, you know, it was about six, seven years after the world of sport era. And, um, you know, the, the new generation was yet to come through. And, uh, you know, he was trying to do his little bit to help the British scene. I mean, he, he wasn't a fan of British wrestling. He didn't grow up watching it. Um, so he really didn't feel any kind of attachment to it in the way perhaps I did, who, who grew up throughout the 80s watching it religiously week on week. Um, but because of those one or two negative experiences, he, he was always quite reluctant to, you know, dabble too closely into the wrestling, British wrestling scene. Because at that time, um, people were so um, kind of scared about having any type of even constructive criticism written about them in, in, in Power Slam because of how influential the magazine was. Ah, uh, makes sense. UK wrestling fans. So um, it, it was quite difficult that, you know, Finn wanted to cover things in an objective way. And if he thought something was shit, he wanted to say it was shit. But then, you know, if, you know, promotions felt that a- anything remotely critical was being written about them, then they thought that might do, you know, lasting damage to their business. So it, it was difficult all around. And I think that's what really turned him away from covering it. You know, it, it was that kind of stance that he got from so many people within the business but also as i say one or two negative experiences as well right i mean that's that's the double-edged sword isn't it about exposure <laughs> but yeah. you better be good because if you shit everyone's gonna know yeah yeah and it's a shame like power slam went went under and then at the same time the, the uk wrestling scene took off yeah. Like it's, it's never be from the opinion of myself of growing up as a fan. I don't know about yourself, but in my opinion, it's it's amazing now. I don't know if it's ever been this good as a wrestling fan. Everything's so accessible. Every company's got its own identity, an area, and fan base, and different fan bases and dream matches and stuff like that. So, absolutely. I mean, it's funny you mention that because um, I'm actually making my return to magazine writing uh, with Total Wrestling Magazine. And, um, yeah, so after a three-year break, finally back. And um, my first article for them will actually be, um, the headline of it will be, you've never had it so good. Because <laughs> Yeah, really. You know, I've been a fan for 37 years, and I can't remember a time when, as a fan, um, or fans for fans generally, it's been as good as it is now. 
you know, whether it's the quality of the wrestling across so many promotions, whether it's accessibility to wrestlers, you name it, it's just fantastic at this time. And, and the um, influence, sorry, more is the influence the British scene is having on the even on the mainstream American market now as well. Mm. Mm. Gallagher, Neville, uh, Bate, Dunn, Andrews, Seven, and I saw yeah. Seven when he was crap. So I'm happy to see him be good now. Yeah. Oh, he's good. Very good. Oh, you just mentioned Neville. I can't let you go without asking you about Neville's accent. <laughs> as a Georgian, uh, what do you make of it? it, it well, we're, we're kind of used to it up here to have to change your accent. Um, Jim Cornette did his podcast recently about when he was over for What Culture Pro Wrestling, which was at Northumbria Uni in Newcastle. And he went, uh, I goddamn speak. Well, I know they speak English there in fucking England, but up there in the Newcastle, they speak that fucking thing that even the English people don't fucking understand. I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, being there, done that, mate. All right. Um, but we understand also, yeah, if he did come out and just gan Raj with his proper accent, he'd need subtitles. <laughs> and maybe that could be it. Maybe you can get an, an interpreter and go, I'm going to speak my own tongue now. Like, and something goes like, he's going to speak his own way. Like, I, I'm, be a great yeah, game. I read Bobby Dazzler. It's going to be a good match. Now, that would be a good gimmick, maybe, but it's not going to friggin' happen. No. So it's yeah, it, part of me is like whatever. But the other half, it's gonna look at it. It's a positive representation of Newcastle. It's not often you see that on TV. So I'm happy for him, no matter what accent he puts on. I, and he, I no, even know better actually. Oh, sorry, Karen, I'll just I'll say this. Say, I, I don't know about putting on. I think it, from my my from my my experience uh, being uh, up in your neck of the woods a uh, fair bit. It's it's just that slightly different. Um, Different parts of Newcastle, different parts of uh, of the of the region. That there's them slight little twangs and slight differences. Some people accent, some people's accents uh, are broader than others. So, so we're having a really good team. We are. <laughs> I'd, right, all knees up. I liked. Uh, I've got to say, right. I like the Neville uh, Gallagher, the the little interaction there. Oh, I love that little I bit there. Roll. See, see, the the great thing was, I thought, is Neville sort of attacked him on his gimmick, and, and yeah. he actually said, you know, you know, that's and it was right because what he was saying was really true, isn't it? You know, uh, yeah, exactly, Americans, exactly, mate, exactly. Yeah, the see the English, this is what they think they're like, and they're not, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, this is what Englishmen are really like, you know, the yeah, the, the ugly, rough, the ugly, like the rough the rugged, the edges. Yeah, yeah. And and it's yeah that's true that's really true I can testify to that one, but yeah. then I like the the way Gallagher dealt with that as well in you know not I'm not playing a gentleman I am a gentleman I just I, I loved it that the you know the clashes yeah. it just worked you know both sides gave it and it worked and it was like just one of the best things I've done. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a there's a point to it that they're doing you know it's not often you get me at wrestling but when you do it's great just that yeah hello i'm so terribly british blah, 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 and then just never go fuck off mate you know do one um yeah it, it, it's fantastic and i'm fast lane fast lane looks pretty good just for that one match looking forward to it uh and it's even good because i keep on having to remind myself it's a north south it's like oh wait now he's from manchester uh it's a north, east, north, west debate. Well, whatever. 
but it, yeah, it's that, that representations of, you know, uh, that that aspect of England isn't really well done. And whenever they go to friggin' Scotland, it's hey, remember Braveheart? And the Scottish people are like Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the best representation of that part of the world. All right. So again, Neville doing this is um, I'm loving it, loving it. Uh, completely biased as possible. Um, and I was going to make a point, but but yeah, the, I like the term Brit face to describe Gallagher. I don't know who said it. Maybe it was me. Um, you know, like uh, he, he's Britting up. <laughs> you know, he's uh, well, a incredible like, reaction. Yeah, it means yeah, we can like, move on to something else. Uh, it's kind of like the, the male Mary Poppins with that umbrella. He's just brilliant. I love him. Great fun. To William watch. the Third. I love him, but he's not against Neville. If he's against Neville. I'm like, nah, do, die. Got a route for your own. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, well, I, th- I think that uh, just about does us. We guys, um, you know, poor lads. Poor lads got other things to do. So, uh, but before we uh, dance off into the sunset, uh, singing our our typically British our chim- <laughs> chimney chews and all the other things that we sing over here in Britain. Yeah. Um, bring we'll... me sunshine, <laughs> bring me laughter. We'll, we'll go around the table for the plugs, and, and Matthew, we have to go to you first because it's uh, it's been a it's been a really fun hour. Really enjoyed it. Lots. Oh, thank you. Lots of different things, but go on then. Tell us where can people catch you and all the rest of it. I know we talked about Botchamania and all that, but uh, if you want to give them out the details. I would love to. Thank you very much. Uh, Botchamania.com is my website where I put the videos on and links and stuff like that. I put it at the end of every single video I do and people still go, oh, I didn't know you had a website. Um, Whatever. Um, Google is your friend. Uh, My Twitter is Mafu Greg, M-A-F-F, ha, 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 E-W-G-R-E-G-G, ha, ha, ha. That was in reference to Jeff Jarrett. And again, they got a great reception from the people here in the Skype chat. And there's also the official Botchamania uh, Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Botchamania. Uh, things to plug. Absolute Wrestling, the Tyneside company that I do commentary for when they run their events in lovely North Shields. Absolute Wrestling, just Google it or find it on Facebook. Um, they don't have a f- website. Why would you um, at this point? Unless you were plugging a shitty video series. Uh, anything else to plug? Anything else to plug? I'm going to be in A&G, Ohio, um, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend in lovely Ohio, where I'll be soaking up. Uh, I imagine they have sun over there, or uh, really horrible fake bacon. That's what I had last time. Where I'll be basically doing this. Uh, I will be definitely bringing it up. Speaking of Jack Gallagher, that is definitely what I do when I go over there, and they love it. I've got my Union Jack suit. I've got my, oh, yes, Doctor Who is a good show. Ha, ha, ha. Pat it down, and they love that. And then you call them a twat, and they love it even more because they're Americans. And that's all my plugs. <laughs> Thank you very much. You have to use the word wanker with the Americans. Oh, yeah, yeah, all them. Um, uh, fuck off, I'm a limey. Uh, <laughs> It's the bean. Oh, all of them, all of them. Mo, have you got any plugs left, or have you already used your plugs up through the show? I think show? I used all my plugs there, man. I think we're out. I think I have, yeah. We're all out of plugs. Um, now, as I say, Total Wrestling Magazine uh, <laughs> debuting with them um, in the March edition, which I think is out towards the end of March. And um, also, my other podcast, MMA Monthly, with the one and only Dave Hendrick. 
Um, the latest uh, edition of that is just out where we've talked about um, recent UFCs as well as those that are upcoming too. And um, as I say, um, if you look me up on Twitter, um, you can find my top 50 wrestlers rankings for 2016 as well as my top 20 matches. And that caused a bit of controversy because I didn't include a single one from the WWE, which was not intentional, I promise you. It was just um, I ranked matches throughout last year and then just listed my top 20 and um, it turned out that none of them were WWE matches and that that's ironic because I thought WWE had a great year in the ring but um, just um, other promotions put out matches which I thought were better but uh, it's power yeah, slap it, all it over again great. it is yeah it's the whole fa- they, they thing thing <laughs> but uh, yeah there you go and power slam uh, these bloody internet wrestling fans you fuck them. Yeah. Anyway, if you, if you wanna if you wanna uh, catch me on Twitter, if you are so inclined, I am at Andy Armchair. So there you go, and that's about all there is for me to plug. So um, I'm gonna give you a follow now, Andy Armchair, and there's a picture of who's that? That will be. Oh, it's um. <laughs> what's his name? Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas. That's it. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Oh, good. It's a random joke, random joke for another time. Uh, anyway, a huge thanks to uh, to Matthew uh, Greg of Botchamania joining us here tonight. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun, and I'm sure you've all enjoyed it. And that uh, that wraps things up for another edition of the Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Index here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. Another botch there for, uh, for Matthew. I doubt that one will make the show. Uh, don't forget, you can, of course, keep in touch with the show on Twitter at PW underscore index. Uh, as always, thanks to Mo for being my tag team partner here. And, of course, a big thanks to uh, to Matthew for joining us. Uh, like I say, it's been a lot of fun. We will be back next week uh, for a preview of Fastlane. Uh, but no. it's all that's left for us to say is uh, thanks for listening thanks for hitting that download button until next week from me Andy Wales it's bye bye now bye bye in this world where we live there must be some happiness Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 